You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with Flo Perry. Hello, curious fuckers. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And together we're Come Curious. When we're not just fucking around on YouTube and Instagram. Every Thursday, we invite a new guest onto Fucks Given to talk about their best fucks, worst fucks, and the fucks that made them. We also answer your sex questions and read out your sex stories. So stay tuned as we divulge all the delicious details. <laughs> How Hi, are lovely. you today? Uh, yeah, I'm really good. I'm in a good mood today. Yay, we like to hear that. that we like really good moods. Great. When it's it, through, especially these times where good moods are hard mm-hmm. to come by. Oh, sometimes I'm in a terrible mood. I actually did a podcast the other day and I was like, guys, I just, I just want to tell you, I'm miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we have those days. We have those yeah. days where we have to turn up to record and we're both sitting there like, this is the last thing that we want to do right now. But... <laughs> Usually, the podcast brings out the good mood. Yeah, Today, it's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, in the spirit of this podcast, I am not faking it. I am truly in a good mood. <laughs> Said in the most like <laughs> unenthusiastic voice, <laughs> I am not faking it. <laughs> no, the smile, actually, the smile says everything. <laughs> we we like we bumped into you at an event like pre-COVID times. How oh my god, random is that? I had such ago? fun that night. We, me oh, and my girlfriend actually yeah. talk about that night as like the last kind of random thing we did. <laughs> it was pretty random. I actually that had party. a secret about that night. You know how <gasps> yes. they just like had loads of sex toys laid out and you were allowed to take three. Yeah. We we stole loads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not really stealing if they. It's, it was like a buffet of sex toys. They had a lot there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't think I've been into as many as those brand events as you guys. So I got overexcited, drank too much champagne, and then we we took like ten sex Jack toys. Them all. Oh my god! I yes. Fully yeah. I've been giving it. them for people for their birthday presents all year. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what we do. I'll, I'll use a toy once, try it out, and then if it's not for me, then give it to one of my friends. As like they, they they know that I've been using it, so. Yeah, yeah, I have also regifted used sex toys. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because bacteria and like the bad things that we think would lie on sex toys don't live on sex toys. It's like COVID. You think about that. Like if something's <laughs> left for a long Gosh. time, obviously it's different for different COVID strains. Oh, I'm, I'm making <laughs> this too like about COVID I don't in know. Well, <laughs> the moral of the story was you cannot get STIs from sharing sex toys unless it's like you know double dip 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 right there in the moment and it's still wet yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway yeah i have washed thoroughly and then been like would you like this this sex toy that i i have three in slightly different shapes of? yeah <laughs> yeah exactly we love it so for all our curious fuckers flo could you tell them a little bit about yourself about me wow okay um <laughs> i am i am an illustrator and author of the book how to have feminist sex yes Yes, I um, love that book. It's right next to me right now. I'm just really. It. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I've illustrated other things. I'm also a pet portrait artist. That's my main job at this time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, uh, yeah, and I used, I used to write for BuzzFeed as well. Cool, amazing. That's about yeah, your your book, your illustrations are so so good and they're really I guess they're really on point you're kind of open about sex and they're very like body positive like body honest forward as well 
it's such like a a nice book it's very like bright and colorful and you're not you're not bored Mm. it's not like long and lengthy full of text you're like oh new illustration oh that's cool yes it's very easy (laughs) to read yes which is the kind of books i like i like picture books yeah me too funny that reed doesn't like reading (laughs) i know mum and dad you (laughs) fucked up so bad there Okay, so let's talk about sex. What was your first kind of relationship like with sex when it came to sex education and how you learned about everything? Um, I think I was always very keen <laughs> uh, when it came to sex. I don't ever like remember the like the talk or anything like that. I have, mm. I have no memory of not knowing what sex is. Really? Yeah, I just like... Wow. So I don't know how that happened. Um. (laughs) maybe you never had a talk though I think a lot of people who grow up in quite open households they don't have that whole sit down at the end of the bed talk it's just part of the going like ongoing conversation which is actually I think better than like an actual so the birds and the bees this is where this comes from it's it's just like well yeah Yeah. people have sex that's cool like I think I probably asked like how babies were made in that period where kids asked like a million Mm -hmm. questions yeah yeah how do cars work how do babies make like yeah. where does, where does food come from like yeah. chickens have feelings you know when like kids are like four yeah. they're just like they want to know all the shit I definitely yeah. went through a big one of those phases and then because I was probably like my parents probably didn't treat that question any different to the like yeah why is chicken so tasty question <laughs> it's that why stage but why but yeah. why but why <laughs> that's so good though like it just shows that like growing up in a household that's open about sex is so important because you never really had to be like like scared about that conversation about sex and learning about it that way how did you feel like when you had sex education did you feel like you got like a lot of knowledge from that or what was your experience <laughs> no, definitely not all my experience of sex education was definitely like i already know this my, my my funniest sex education story is I was like 13 or 14 in a biology class having like a mm. sex ed talk and one of the other girls in my class asked the teacher what does an orgasm feel like <gasps> and at this point I had definitely been wanking for quite a while and I was like well <laughs> sucks to be her because I definitely know what yeah. an orgasm feels yeah. like I, I had a um, similar I remember my friend being like I've never masturbated and I was like what? <laughs> How? How have you not masturbated? Are you yeah. saying that be- f- from shame? Or are you saying that because, like, I'm fucking, like, yeah, bashing off any second I can. Like, running to the toilets <laughs> and having a wank at school. I don't think I knew what masturbation was, though. I don't think I knew what I was doing. Like, mm. I didn't really know it was... I don't think I even knew it was a sexual act at all. I was just like, this feels good. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, my biology teacher said that an orgasm was like a sneeze. No. Yeah, she was like, it's like, it's coming... It's coming, and then it's there. Oh, I kind of, I kind of, I guess I that, think yeah. it's as good as it, like, exclamation as any. I was like, yeah, relate, Dr. Yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah. Alright, that's also. not too bad, but I mean it would probably be like a tenth of a sneeze. <laughs> that is actually kind of interesting now. I've never thought of a sneeze doing that, like like an orgasm. It doesn't yeah. it does, they both it have does build. build up. Yeah. yeah. Mm, and sometimes you can have really yeah. shit weak orgasms where you're like, oh, that literally was a sneeze. Yes. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. Now it's gone and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that when you're on like tenth wank of the day. That was my that was my wank this morning. I was like uh, you know, it built and built, and then all of a sudden it was over, and I was like, oh, okay. 
Well, let's try that again in a bit. <laughs> you obviously, like, with your artwork and stuff, you talk about sex quite openly, like your book. So why did you think it was so important to open up this conversation around sex? I just felt that, like, a lot of the, like, uh, you know, broadly feminist women that I knew and that I was talking to would were still kind of having a, like a huge sense of shame around sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I went to university, like the kind of like sluts and players conversation was still very much like apparent. Like it was still very much a double standard, which I was like felt at the time was so backward. Yeah, and I still think that, that we have like a massive problem in society with fat phobia, um, mm-hmm. and I think that that kind of influences how all women feel about their bodies and Uh, therefore how they feel when they're having sex. So I just, Mm -hmm. I still feel like there's a lot of like thinking and work that most uh, women and everyone else um, has to do about sex. We, I think the work is definitely not done. And I think it like, it feels sometimes like in our kind of circles and our bubbles that like, oh look, everyone's like really comfortable talking about sex. Like they're open in their relationships. They like have the conversations. And then it takes like one sort of like reminder outside of your kind of like little bubble for people just to be like, so I was talking to my dad recently. He was like, oh, like, because like, I don't really feel like I have to approve of what you do. Like you work in the sex industry, and it's like Aww. it's like the way he was saying it was like the seedy sex industry. Oh, for it's God like sake, well, dad. Okay, so then suddenly you're like, okay, like that's actually good because you've made me so aware that there's still like a whole range of people out there that still have no fucking idea like what this conversation really is about and like why it's really important to talk about this. Mm, totally. That must Which be his ex- sex education and the fact that he just hasn't mm. been taught right. He wasn't given the tools to to learn or to want to learn. He was probably, I don't know, embedded in shroud- shrouded in mm-hmm. embarrassment and shame about sex which makes this area this conversation so taboo to talk about for him and i'm sure it's like yeah. that for like hundreds and thousands of people like our parents so we just yeah we we forget about the other side we're we're so yeah. open on this side and then you come out and say something and people are quite shocked by it and you're like but how mm. are you shocked about this this is so important I know I think that's just we just need to continue having these conversations and the more we have them like the more we spread awareness I think that's why like it's really important for like our audiences to grow like on all platforms because we need to reach more people like more people somehow we need to get into like the mainstream consciousness (laughs) yeah like especially what you were saying actually with like fat phobia and Mm -hmm. like because we, we have like shows on TV, like Love Island and stuff like that. And everyone's got like the perfect shape body, like perfect in quotation marks. Like, and that's all we see in representation on mainstream media. Like yeah. we still don't really, we don't get the whole picture. So like, I actually saw an article. Oh my God, I saw an article and this is kind of, I guess, something that I did as well, is that this year has been, like, the biggest year for any sort of, like, cosmetic surgery. Like, <gasps> really? Yeah. So, like, apparently lockdown like, has mean... I've got healing time. I don't need to go out and see everyone. I can yeah. secretly get mm. this done. Yeah. Fuck. I even got lip filler this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I was watching so much of the Kardashians. I was just like, well, you know, just a little, little plump in there. <laughs> not too bad. 
<laughs> so I went ahead and did it. But like still, like this, it's kind of crazy that this year has done that to people and even myself. <laughs> Something I know, I, I wake up to uh, Zoe Ball on Radio 2 every mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. I'm just like you guys. <laughs> I'm so normal. Anyway, but Zoe Ball, who like I think of in my head as quite a, a thin woman, mm-hmm. and I see her on Strictly It Takes Two as well, and she's definitely like a thin yeah. woman. She yeah. talks every fucking day about like oh had too many pies this weekend. Got to kind of watch my oh, weight. Bless her. I know, and I like I'm not blaming Zoe Ball. Like I'm yeah. obviously still a fan of the show, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like it does just feel like this is like this is like a radio show that goes out to like four million people every single mm. day and we're just it's just normal for women to hate their bodies and to like be in the mindset of like constant diet of like yeah I have it mm. like I I'm just the same I like I'm right now like this week I just feel like so bad about my own body I'm just and I'm like I just I have this thing I'm like January you know what like gonna start like not getting the takeaways I'm gonna like actually get back into the exercise but it is it's always been this constant battle for me I've Mm. always been in this like huge fluctuation of like loving my body la 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 but then like deep down I'm like but I actually really want to lose a stone yeah like I want to be ripped I want to have a six-pack I want to have giant tits giant ass but still have a tiny waist that's just (laughs) very it's 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 almost like impossible. I think that's why so many people have surgery because they want this sort of Barbie outline figure yeah. that we have glorified and sexualized yeah. when it's not necessarily it's, healthy. Mm. When you could be so healthy mentally, unhealthy, and so and look so healthy on the outside, and it's just it, yeah. it's it's dangerous. That's why I never bought scales. My mom was like, "Don't buy scales because it will fuck with your mind because you will mm. constantly be comparing yourself to yourself all the time, and it's normal for us to fluctuate." And comparing yeah. yourself to another person is even worse. Like you have to be happy, or you have to learn, sorry, learn to yeah. be happy about the body that you have, the body that you're given. And yeah. yes, it is shit when we blow and we when we put on weight, but that is also part of being a woman. We put on weight to protect potential babies. We blow, we have a uterus in there. There's There's so many other factors that, and I'm not just saying men don't get this. Men get this a lot too. And if not worse, because yeah. they can't talk about it as much as women. But women do get, I think we just get the a, a worse end of the stick with society and with the fact mm. that our bodies are dealing with so much shit. Hormone it's, fluctuations are a massive one. Well, it's funny because like, also when you look at other people or like other partners, sexual partners, you never look at their body and think like, oh, you really need to like change up something or like whatever. You never judge that person as harshly as you judge yourself. Yeah. And like you, your partners never think these things. We're just so harsh when it comes to ourselves. And I don't know what we can do about that at the end of the day. I think it's just seeing more, more representation well, these, right, these are I, all learned behaviours, the, the fact yeah. that we're learning to hate our bodies and learning to want this perfect idea of a body. Mm. So it means that we have to unlearn them and put yeah. in the time and effort to get comfortable with us, our physical attributes, the things that yeah. we like, the things that we don't like and accept them. We don't have to like them, but we have to mm. accept them. And then that's how we move on. That's how we... Well, it's easier said than done. It's It's a fucking struggle, I think, for a lot of people, for most people. Something that I've done that has been really helpful for me is realising that, like, this kind of big tip, big ass, tiny waist is not, like, actually everyone's sexual preference. Yes. Yeah. 
and like actually like we're really fed by like the capitalist media that like mm -hmm. spend money to look like this get the cosmetic surgery buy the slim fast shakes whatever it is like yeah. that is the motivation for looking like this not because it makes you the pinnacle of attractiveness but because it's like getting other people rich if you yeah. look like this because it's, this. Like, unattainable and actually like there are lots of people out there that aren't into like this one mainstream version mm. of attractiveness there are lots of people yeah. who prefer fatter women who like prefer women with tiny tits who like are into body hair whatever mm. it is like yeah you guys know that the world of sexual attraction is broad and wonderful and 100%. whatever you look like you are going to be someone's ideal type somewhere out there in the world yeah mm, well said i think instagram <laughs> is such such a like an evil factor in this like we're all obsessed with instagram it's it's become not just our yeah, social media it. it's it's horrible it's a horrible thing um but it's also become people's like jobs and work and livelihood yeah. and they're force-fed all this Me. all this crap <laughs> <It's my job. laughs> yeah, yeah exactly we're ah, fucked, basically we hate it but we're we're stuck me. on it yeah. <laughs> Bring it's something like I else wish out. I didn't have to draw draw this shit anymore. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Fuck you. So the game changer. Mm. What was the pivotal moment in your life so far with your sex and relationships that's really changed your life in some kind of way? Well, I think there's been lots. Like you know, I think I've. I'm, you know, I am a 28 year old woman and I have constantly, I've been having sex for like over 10 years and mm -hmm. I've like constantly learning and it's been getting better and better. Yeah. Um, but I have to say when I first started having sex with my current girlfriend, who I've been with nearly two years now, that was a bit of a game changer for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been having sex with women for the, the whole time I've had, I like, I lost lost my virginity I hate that phrase but I first mm -hmm. had, when I first had sex it was with a woman yeah um and I've had other long-term girlfriends I've lived with a girlfriend before who I love very much mm -hmm. but like I'd, I'd never been like really really topped before mm -hmm. uh, and I'm saying like top in in the queer sense of top like uh, it's yeah. not like about a physical act it's like mm. I think like it's more equivalent to like the heterosexual dom and sub than it is like yeah topping and botting as a physical act Mm -hmm. but yeah like my current girlfriend um she gave me permission to say on the radio that she's a massive top and <laughs> um oh my god it's mind-blowing who knows that i i i, I also am just a, a little tiny bottom uh, <laughs> quite a medium-sized bottom actually <laughs> uh, um but yeah um I, I'm really loving it and I yeah I'm having the best sex of my life and you know I'm the fattest I've ever been and I'm having the best sex of my life and I'm the happiest I've ever been oh that's yeah. incredible <laughs> we love that that's so lovely to hear what was it about like suddenly experiencing being topped or like being the submissive person in sex like that really changed sex I think like without giving a uh, our entire you know sexual <laughs> history away which she has mm -hmm. not given me permission to do um i i think is it's useful to have like a narrative when it comes yeah. to sex like i feel like a lot of uh, monogamous people uh, which i am one of them um mm -hmm. the relationship problem they come to again and again is like the lack of novelty means that they like 
the sexual spark dies and they start having less and less sex basically yeah. and then their relationship falls down the toilet which yeah. I'm sure we've all experienced many people mm-hmm. have experienced yeah, definitely <laughs> <laughs> um, but if you have like a kind of narrative like if you if it's more than just like you know like oh like squeeze boob turn on have sex like if it's more yeah. than just that if you have things you can say things you can do if you know like each other's sexual fantasies in great detail and like you there's like a dynamic yes, and yeah. a narrative then like you know there's like kind of set list of things that I can do if like I'm in the mood that I will know will turn her on instantly and like vice versa and we we you know we have like we have like activities that we do as foreplay I'm, I'm getting into the danger zone now but like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like sex is a constant conversation it's like it's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'll save it at the now. end. You're like, what? It's good. Cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that zip lock no, I, I totally, totally agree. Because you can like have partners that you could literally just have like very vanilla basic sex with. Mm. But to really like take things to another level, it takes this layer of communication and knowing like how to like what what you're both into and having that I guess comfortability to be like, hey, actually, I'd really like it if we could experiment with you being a little bit more dominant or like, let's try some sensory play or even like role play. Mm. It, and it, I, I totally agree that the narrative is such a spur, especially in longer sexual partners. Because I think that's something that I didn't have in my um, previous relationship that I was in for like four and a half years. Like we didn't have that explorative sex. Like sex became so like the same every single time we had yeah. se- like sex. Like he knew that I like to be a bit submissive, but then it never really like went further than that. Like it never, we never like pushed the boundaries. And then because we never did in that long time, like, it, sex became so repetitive and then we stopped having sex so frequently someone on someone on the podcast said because I, I felt the same way and then they said but is the sex that you're having still good you know like even if you're having it infrequently and I was like yes it's, it's still great but I think that also stopped me from recognizing the fact that sometimes yes great sex can still not you know be what you want um you can have amazing sex and it can still not be what you desire or what keeps you excited or entertained. Like every time we Mm -hmm. had sex, it was amazing. I always came, but that can in itself be quite like monotonous. It it can be, like you know, you have, you follow a format and the format stays the same because you know what works well for each other. So yeah, the spontaneity of things and the change of place and yeah, changing up the narrative is, is such a fun idea, but it takes work. It's not easy to do. It, it takes a lot of Mm-mm. communication and potentially planning. And um, and a lot of people don't want to go through that. A lot of people just want mm. sex to be cool and spontaneous. And sometimes you just need to sit down and write a list out of what you go, you both want to try yeah. um, and see if, see if the list matches and, and make it happen. Don't just fantasize yeah. about it. Make it happen. Also, like, stuff will sometimes go wrong. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yeah. most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes you'll have a great idea and then like so I will kind of just go down the drays or think about work about it. And then like yeah. that also has to be fine and not a disaster basically. Exactly. And yeah. I also I think that's kind of exciting in a way when things go wrong. Like <laughs> makes it like, funny. It, 
yeah like i think sex you need like humor in sex mm-hmm. as well and like to have that moment we were like oh remember when we when we tried that and it really didn't work that was quite <laughs> funny like yeah. it's it's good to have that but like having a narr- new new narratives to sex kind of builds your like adrenaline up and like it has that new fresh mm. feeling again especially if you've like have been having the same sex for like 10 years and then suddenly you're like you meet someone that like really changes that up for you that i can see like why that would be so game-changing i think we are just like very very sexually compatible and i like i think it's like all the kind of tips and communication and like in the world Mm. i think sometimes it's like but like you know can you be the opposite roles in each other's sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. like yeah do they want to be the person that you were wanking about when you were 14 like can they fit into that role (laughs) yeah and like if if they're like you know but you know you can you can love another bottom as much as you want but at the end of the day you know it's probably it's probably not gonna work yeah (laughs) no exactly (laughs) fulfill fulfill those teenage dreams sex and relationship hacks do you have any hacks um that you can think of to make things easier in in the bedroom or in the relationships um i mean you probably like you've probably covered everything i'm gonna say but i'm gonna say it all anyway do it do it it's always good repeat repeat information i think the most important one is talk about sex when you're not having sex Mm-hmm. yes like have sex as a, like, a conversation that like you do have and it doesn't have to be like we need to talk about sex as a problem like just when it's just you two you should have sex as a conversation topic between mm-hmm. you both like yeah we talk about sex all the time me and my girlfriend yeah. and, like when it's just us and um that like that kind of makes it sexy and quite often those conversations end in us having sex (laughs) but like at the beginning like it didn't it didn't start like that um and the other tip i think is like i i i kind of strongly believe that you you should be talking throughout having sex constant like communication like in a sexy way like Mm -hmm. i think say stuff out loud like it's a huge shame barrier for a lot of people Uh i think once you can get over that shame barrier and like Basically, like, I feel like the term dirty talk is, like, people find it cringe and, like, mm-hmm. people yes. like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like, oh, my God, your penis is so, <laughs> so big and long. Like, <laughs> I see you grabbing, grabbing for words. They're like, like, what? what is a penis again? It's, it's long. <laughs> it is long. <laughs> I've been a heterosexual lady. Well, no, obviously, I've never been heterosexual. But, yeah, <laughs> I have seen a penis. I know that penises are long. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I agree with that, definitely. I always try, like, if I'm feeling something, if I'm thinking something, like, constantly in my head during sex, I just just say it. Yeah, Yeah, that is, like... You feel so good. Yeah. Just say it. Like, appreciate the other person's body, even if it is about their long, hard penis. Whatever it is (laughs) that, like, is coming to your head. It's gonna, like... It's gonna, like, lower the shame barrier and, like... It's all gonna be... Good. Unless you're into the shame barrier, which you know. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) I try really hard, like on a on a first fuck, to compliment their um, compliment somebody's genitals. Um, Mm -hmm. Recently, I I sat with a guy who was circumcised, and I made a very good point, being like, "Your dick is beautiful." Like, I hope you Mm -hmm. know that. And he was like, "Oh, 
songs. It's like, good, you need to know this shit because it's great. Aww. Yeah, it's always nice to get compliments during sex. Yeah. Definitely. Who doesn't like a compliment during sex? But I think we have this like weird feeling. I, I definitely have felt this before. If I... If I'm with somebody for the first time, I almost feel like, oh, yeah, but I want to act so cool and I want to act like this is really easy and don't want to, you know, inflate their ego, make them big headed. And I um, mm. now I realise that just does the opposite. It, you're right. It mm. breaks down those like embarrassing shame barriers and makes you seem more cool if you're just like, wow, you've got an amazing body. Like, I'm I'm mm-hmm. impressed. Thank you. Like, wow, your fucking legs are juicy. Like, I love yeah. this. And it, it sort of takes a lot of like, it makes people more comfortable. Okay, so if you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be when it comes to sex and relationships? Um, other than like really flow, fucking use a condom, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that got me. Um, it's, like, it's like she's talking to me, but she's not. She's talking to herself. No, so yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Mm, <laughs> I forgot yeah, about that. that. That's... Um... Yeah, it's just rubbing about. Reed up the wrong way because I've not been using condoms <laughs> recently. <laughs> Chlamydia's real, Florence. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to both of us here. It yeah. happens. Too many it's flows. It's real. And the medication gives you diarrhea. So... Oh, shit. Son of a bitch. Don't worry, I get regular tests. Yeah, Flor- Florence is... You is, can get the test, but you still got to take that pill. And sometimes you're going to take that pill Mm-hmm. And you're going to go to a party and you're going to have diarrhea at that party. Oh no! Is this from real life experience? <laughs> yeah. No. Look, I'd rather take no, diarrhea over chlamydia any day. <laughs> it's got to happen. Yeah, Needs must. And like, exactly. STIs, again, there is a lot of shame around STIs. STIs happen. They happen whether you're being careful and smart and cautious and they still fucking happen. Um, it's just like catching yeah, a cold man. for your genitals. It just happens. Um, yeah, exactly. you, got, so you like have than... to catch them to learn, to learn from your mistakes, even though yeah, we never learn. I was much better. <laughs> I, I did only get chlamydia once, so that's that's all right. But other than that, I've had um... it once too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and still, you're not using condoms. You know, some people with only with regular partners that I know don't have anything. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> that sure was so good. Uh, sure. Other than that, I think I was pretty good. I like I had you know I had a lot of sex when I was younger uh, with quite a lot of people and you know no regrets. It, it was kind of my first sexual relationship wasn't very great. I think I was like basically it was with a woman and she was very much under you know behind the shame wall. Oh. Um, as I think a lot of young queer people are, even more yeah. than straight people. And so I probably would say, like, Flo, you don't need to put up with this shit. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, you're going to have a lot more sex with a lot more women who uh, have smashed through the shame wall. Yeah. And uh, But other than that, like, no, I think I was doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I didn't need any advice, actually. Yeah. I was just so good no, at sex. just did yeah. me. <laughs> Yeah, I learned along the way. So this listener's question is, I love sex and I'm super open about it and I'm up for most things, but I have one problem that I don't think has yet been discussed on the podcast or your YouTube channel yet. I have a major issue with putting stuff up my own vagina. 
I can't even wear tampons. The idea of it makes me feel sick and I could like I could faint. Aww. Yet I'm completely fine when a partner puts their fingers, penis or a sex toy inside me. I love being penetrated. I even have had my first smear test the other day and I nearly fainted <gasps> afterwards. Aww. I don't know how to overcome this, especially since I'd love to get a rabbit vibrator or something. Any tips or tricks to use would be very helpful. Little cutie. It's quite, so it's like basically a fear of herself penetrating herself. Yeah. And this fear... But it seems okay it, when other people do it. This this fear and the fact that she says she feels like she's fainting, that sounds very similar to a panic attack or an anxiety attack. So mm. it sounds like that that you've built this this ter- this fear and terror around the idea of having things inserted in your vagina, especially if you're doing it yourself. But the fact if somebody mm. else does it, maybe you just don't have time to think about it or you've separated it, separated that if somebody else does it, it's okay. But if you do it, mm. it's not okay. It's definitely worth speaking to somebody about that because like, anxiety sucks and it's so debilitating. Um, and the fact that you've already acknowledged it and acknowledged the fact that other people can do it is a great step forward in the direction that you want. Mm. I would be really interested to ask this listener if they are okay with like touching their clitoris. Mm. or masturbating in general yeah i kind of suspect maybe they don't masturbate Mm. yeah and in that case i think maybe this is another case of the shame wall and they have some real kind of internalized uh disgust and shame uh about their own genitals because we are fucking bombarded with with that as uh women about like how vaginas are disgusting Mm -hmm. um even though like always love them they also think they're gross yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and... we, but we've done the same we love penises but we're like but penises are actually gross it's like oh for god's sake yeah, but penises are gross no they're not no <laughs> they're beautiful i love all penises actually, i'm I'm-, joking. I love all bum holes bum holes don't get like the same respect as they deserve man it's not cool I give bum holes a lot of respect trust yeah, me yeah man <laughs> they're tight little fuckers <laughs> Mine's not. Anyway, that's another story. (laughs) (laughs) That's like warning TMI. (laughs) Please bleep that little bit out. But yeah, um, yeah, I think this 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 young woman should maybe she's an old woman. I don't know, but um, she she should yeah definitely talk to someone about like the feelings Mm. that she has, and it might be a case of practice makes perfect, Mm -hmm. like. Just sit in front of a mirror, spend some time looking at your genitals. What yes. does it make you feel? Try touching around your vagina. Like I think if this person starts masturbating and has a positive connection yeah. with their genitals and learns that they can make themselves feel the greatest pleasure that this earth has to offer. Yeah, get to know them. Get to know the genitals. I think maybe the panic will start subsiding. But if you, yeah. if they can't do that on their own, they should definitely think about seeing therapist about mm-hmm. yeah that's a really 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 good advice i think actually it reminded when you were saying that um it reminded me of a guest that we had on a while ago called grace hazel and she does kind of like consultations with women about fu- like about um getting over those kind of um fears um and she works a lot around like vaginismus mm. and those kind of things which are mental um things that do cause like pain and blockages mm-hmm. when it comes to opening up sexually or just like being part like with your genitals so i think 
maybe even check like her page out it's really really great as well um you can find it if you search grace hazel and fucks given probably it will come mm-hmm. up in whatever podcast platform you're listening on and then have a listen and see if you like her because she is amazing she taught us a lot yeah i think yeah just a first step get a mirror yeah 100 yeah. and just sit there with your vulva and your vagina just give them a little look a little play and like yeah get to know them yeah or take some take some badge selfies they're great <laughs> like once on, like, I, actually, real I think maybe that might be a little bit scary yeah. I mean, it I, I scary. Scary. Yeah, I think... when I'm horny obviously it's fine I'm like yes yeah, send 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 and then, like, <laughs> yeah. you stumble across them in your light of day you're like ah! it's, it's so graphic isn't it it's like really it's like extreme close up of your labia you're like woo <laughs> yes Okay, so we have a little game to round up the episode. So Flo, we have this cute little game called Come or Done, which is we're going to tell you a sexual phrase and you tell us whether it makes you come or whether you're done with it. Got it. There we go. Voila. Uh, So Florence, do you want to do the first one or should I? I could do it. Okay. So what do you think about flavoured lubes? Oh, I'm done. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, are, we, are we talking about me personally or like yeah you just personally yeah. okay yeah I'm done yeah I, I mean yeah if you're gonna have sex you want it to taste like sex I don't want it to taste like chubba chubs or whatever they're called handcuffs oh come hey bit cliche but you know they're so cliche aren't they but sometimes the cliche works exactly what do you think it's cliche cliche yeah do we all just say that the the third same time (laughs) we did some synced up (laughs) shit (laughs) sex outdoors oh come Really? That was I so quick think, as well. Like, so many people are into that. I actually think this is a bit of lesbian privilege. I think that uh, for two women, it's probably the easiest to get away with. <laughs> yeah. I live with two gay men as well. And they, where, when we talk about having sex outdoors, they're like, this is lesbian privilege because gay men having sex outdoors is like, we will get arrested. Yeah. Um, you will offend like, somebody. If, <laughs> if people stumble across us, it's like, oh, we're just two girlies. having fun it's like innocent play and you're like no I'm actually like knee deep in her right now like how is this innocent (laughs) but no I think it's it's very fun and exciting Mm. yeah yeah I think that's the general I feel like every time that we talk about outside sex on the podcast it's just like yeah thing is though I I feel like I've done a u-turn on outdoor sex it's such like an amazing freaky fantasy and then you do it you're like this is cold and uncomfortable and I'm in England and I'm probably being rained on and I might be sitting in piss like (laughs) what I would say about outdoor sex is don't plan it yes Mm. okay good I think it's not something that you can really plan that much because it's like you know when are you gonna like you plan it and then it will rain or like you'll be scared that like you know someone's gonna come around the corner or whatever but sometimes you're just like it's in the middle of the week you like have a random day off you're in the middle of the countryside and you're like we haven't seen anyone else for like half an hour Um, (laughs) yes that's the time to do it beautiful we just need more summer in this country more like nice weather to be able to fuck outdoors Mm-hmm. yeah it's not a winter activity absolutely not, not. <laughs> all right car sex car sex um i'm car sex yeah come it's like outdoor sex but with a little 
little shelter. Little, little sheath. <laughs> little protection. I have, funny, I have quite a funny story about Carfax. Oh, can you had. say it? Do you have permission? Yeah, no, but I, I think because it was like, it's, it wasn't very sacred because it, it, it went wrong. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> basically, me and my girlfriend before, um, we had our anniversary right at the beginning of lockdown. And we were like, what can we do to celebrate our anniversary that's just still, like, corona safe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were like, let's go dogging. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Love. Well, we were just like, well, let's just drive our car out to Epping Forest and have sex in the car. Um, but I was just way too nervous because Epping Forest is not very deserted and people were driving past all the time. <laughs> and I just couldn't handle it. it I was it's too scared. Busy. So we just drove straight home again. But that was very Aww. fun. <laughs> Um, that was very funny and fun Um, but yeah car sex in theory definitely I'm up for it in practice it's never really worked for me yeah I think that's the thing isn't it it's quite uncomfortable as well it's really uncomfortable you have to have like a big old car or like a mattress (laughs) in the back maybe a van <laughs> when does it just become like not car sex if it's like yeah, I'm not sure. a mattress in a van is that the camper van yeah sex? it's like living there uh, this is my home <laughs> now okay cool <laughs> um, I like I like that you didn't have it though it's like what we were saying before about how spontaneous sex is good but I on- honestly think that having the mistakes can be more intimate than actually having sex with somebody the yeah, mistakes is like mean. you know it, it kind of what binds you together and makes you makes you one it was a very yeah. funny bonding experience. Okay, so lastly, rimming. Oh, come, come all the way. I come! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. We do like bumbles. Although, personally, I'm not a fan of rimming. Yeah, Rude. But... <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> uh, actually, I think... I don't know. I'm still at, I'm at this stage where I'm getting to a point where I'm more into other people's pleasure than my own pleasure sometimes mm. so I feel like if someone really loved it I would would go there this time but I just if someone's on I just don't enjoy receiving it at all like I don't have any feeling in the rim of my ass yeah that's fair some yeah. people don't I think it's yeah. like a, the way you're wired up kind of thing yeah yeah exactly yeah which is which is all good it's just it's just it's just another hole any holes a go any surfaces <laughs> any holes a go purpose <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It's time for us to fuck oh off no, now. We got it's been so good. That was really fun. Actually, I love I'll this come format again. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, Thank you again. so much for coming on and yeah, like being so candid, as candid as you can be with us. Uh, it can be quite difficult these conversations. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give all my secrets away, but don't worry, I didn't. I still have lots left. Yay! The <laughs> secrets sometimes secrets make things sexier as well. Yeah. Like keeping things mm-hmm. to yourself is actually quite hot sometimes. Oh, I literally yeah. don't know that. Don't know that. One. <laughs> uh, say everything all at once. But please, Flo, please tell our curious fuckers where they can find you. Oh, I am on at Flo Perry on Twitter or at Flo Perry Draws on Instagram. Hey, amazing! And you gotta, you gotta definitely check go out. Check that out. Oh, I was gonna say go check out the book, but we twinned there. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, oh yeah. Um, remind people the book. It's called How to Have Feminist Sex: A Fairly Graphic Guide, and you can buy it. From anywhere, really. 
great Christmas present. No, nice. oh shit, this episode might be out after Christmas. Yeah, a great like great after Valentine's Christmas. Present. Oh, yeah, yeah. cute. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, we like that. <laughs> okay everyone if you enjoyed this episode remember to subscribe give us a rating and a review and if you have your own sex question or sex story please email it in at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com you can also check us out on instagram at come curious as well as our youtube channel oh and our personal instagram accounts read amber x and florence bark and yeah. what else do we say in this little cheeky cheeky Ooh, number? And <laughs> you will hear us next week. Next week, guys. Love you all. Bye. Bye.